Howdy do, everyone! This is Kane with the MPC Metal Politics and Chill podcast. Um, I believe this is episode four. Yes. <laughs> I forget everything that I've ever done. So, um, yeah, episode four. Let's get into it um, right off the bat. Um, I don't really know too much about what I'm talking about today. It's kind of like the last thing. Well, you know, a lot of times I just kind of wing it. Um, that's kind of the plan of the whole thing. Basically, I'm just going to sit down and start talking. Uh, last night um, was the Adult Swim Festival. They were live streaming it. I didn't really watch it because, like, I I just kind of... I don't remember why I, I didn't watch it. But... Um, I just kind of didn't really feel like watching it for some reason. I guess because really the only thing I would have cared about was the Metalocalypse um, uh, watching thing and maybe the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which I never really was into, but a buddy of mine recently showed me a few episodes and I find it absolutely hilarious. Um... So I think that's something I need to start watching very soon. Uh, I um, I think it just would have wanted to watch that. Because I think they were doing a um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, uh, basically questionnaire thing with the group um, of, of the people who were directly involved with it. Like the the director and the voice actors. And so... I saw a little bit of that because they kept the live stream up there for people to watch later on, and it was kind of cool. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I didn't really uh, watch. I wouldn't have probably watched much of it except for the Metalocalypse one, actually, because Metalocalypse is one of my favorite shows, and I'm so pissed off that it was canceled. And anyone who knows the show, like. Let me know if anyone has watched the show before because, like, it, I mean, it really is one of the funniest shows around that ever happened because, I don't know, it's more funny for metal guys and musicians in general. Like, there's this one episode, which is my favorite. Um, I believe it was in the second season, I, I think. But it basically documents the band in the studio recording and like all of the all of the jokes are centered around like stuff people who have been in a studio would understand and it's really funny because like you have the the it starts out with uh, pickles the drummer going ham on on his drum kit just like blast beats and double kick and everything just like yeah and then he finishes it and the producer says all right, now we're going to start recording on that one. And he's like, what? You, were, you weren't recording? And he's like, yeah, I know. We, we weren't. We're going to do it again now. <laughs> and he's like, all right, just hang on. Let me catch my breath. And then he starts going into it. He's like, hang on, wait, wait. What? Well, I think you should just try doing it better. <laughs> it's just a bunch of, of relatable stuff. Anyone who has worked either in a studio or worked on recording something has gone through some of some of these issues before and it's it's totally just relatable to the musicians which is why it's my favorite um 
Yeah, I, I I actually last year I got the chance to see um, Death Clock live at the Adult Swim Festival. It was hands down one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. They absolutely killed it. Because uh, Brendan Small is, in my opinion, one of the best musicians in metal that of of the modern era. Because he he writes some really, really almost symphonic stuff. I mean, he has written symphonic stuff before, which is really cool. Um, he's very versatile. Um, he and he's also a killer guitar player. Um, I remember I did a cover of the the solo for uh, the Death Clock song "Impeach God" on my instagram page and uh and he liked the video and i just had a massive freak out because i was just sitting there on instagram just going through my regular stuff and then all of a sudden uh i get this notification said brendan small liked your video and i was like ah! and then it said brendan small commented devil devil horn emo- emoji uh, uh on your uh, on your video and i was like ah! and he just had a major geek out because he's one of my heroes, and uh, so it was just really, it, it was a really cool concert, and uh, um, I forget who the bass player was, but the um, the guitarist uh, was a female guitarist, I forget her name, but it's like, um, here it is, Neely, uh, Neely Brosh, I don't know who she is, but she, I don't know, how, and I know who she is. I don't remember how to pronounce her name, but she, um, she, um, ha, she played lead guitar for, um, for it, and she absolutely killed it. Um, and my sister actually was really nice because she got in contact with her and got her to send me a happy birthday video where she basically just wished me happy birthday, and that was really awesome. Um, and my sister also got the drummer from Avenged Sevenfold to, uh, to say happy birthday as well. And that was awesome. Um, but yeah, and then also on the drums, they had, uh, Gene Hogan, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his last name. Either way, he, I mean, he's the Atomic Clock. Like, he, he's amazing. He was as tight as ever. And, and that was the first time I had seen him live um, and I was blown away, and then I got the chance to meet him at NAMM, and he was nice, and, uh, tall dude, like, absolutely gigantic, <laughs> um, and, yeah, but Adult Swim Festival with Death Clock was awesome, although I do have to admit, I was kind of, um, pissed off at Adult Swim Festival, because when, when they canceled the Adult, uh, uh, Metalocalypse, they own the rights to Death Clock, which prevented Death Clock from doing any more live shows. And they had no reason to do that, um, other than I think someone got butt hurt at Adult Swim, so some something happened. Um, but what was just kind of... I, I was happy to see Death Clock play, but I was also mad at Adult Swim because it just kind of felt like they were pulling him out of the back of the closet just to get a, get a quick buck from all the metalheads, which, 
I mean, they did. I went to see them and I paid the, the 50 bucks, but whatever. Um, and then just kind of threw them back and they just kind of take them out because they know that it'll get some attention from the Metalocalypse fan base, but they'll like not give them the final series, the final season that they wanted. It's just kind of messed up in my opinion. Like if you're going to make mon- continue making money off of this, then let them continue the season because there was one only one season left it was only a few episodes that was going to wrap up the whole thing and uh and uh they i don't know they just aren't going for it and that just kind of pisses me off and so that's uh that's my problem that's the one thing i'll never forgive adult swim for honestly because it's just it it's just so blatantly idiotic. I, I don't know. They, they they do stuff like that, and then they give a... They just... Yeah, I don't know. It pisses me off. And I wish that... I wish at least... I, w- I guess I probably wouldn't be so butthurt. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be so pissed. More more like if... Uh, if I... Uh, if, if they let Death Clock like, play shows... Because they just don't. They just they're they only let Adult Swim. They only let Death Clock play the the one show in five years last year, and then they just don't let them do it again. And um, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. It rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Either way, I am hoping that we will be able to see them play live again because I am assuming that Adult Swim is not done milking a Metalocalypse for all that it is worth. I was really hoping at the at the Death Clock show that Brendan Small was just going to come out at the very end and just be like, get ready for season five, coming your way, or I don't, I don't know, something. Because I was really hoping that this was a sign that maybe we might have a little something coming our way. You never know, like, but Adult Swim is kind of a bunch of, bunch of douchebags. As, uh, it's a bunch of douchebags, as Pickles would say. So, you know, uh, we'll see. We shall see, but I highly doubt it. I really, I just wish they'd let them put out more music, man. Like, because Brendan Small has Galacticon, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I really love the Death Clock stuff. It's just straight up amazing stuff. Like, especially the stuff on the, uh, I mean, because I loved the first Death Album. But Death Album 2 and 3, fantastic. Death Album 2 was probably the best, though. Like, because it had so many gnarly songs on it, like The Gears, Burn the Earth, Laser Cannon Death Sentence, Black Fire Upon Us, Death Support, Mermaider 2. Like, I honestly, and I'm going to say this, and people might get pissed, I like Mermaider 2 more than Mermaider 1. Like, the first one. Because Mermaider 1 is awesome. Don't get me wrong. It is so awesome, like, Mermaidor, 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 and check, noise, check. It's just, it's it's awesome. 
But Mermaid 2 just has something about it that just, it's just, it's so cool and it's so melodic and it takes things from the first song and expands upon them. Like what I immediately think of is the, uh, is the riff that is in the first song, the Mermaid, Mermaid, in Mermaid 2. He goes da 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 da. It like it's the same riff but continued in a, in just this really cool way, and it's just it, you have to listen to the song to get what I'm saying because it it's so perfectly it's such a perfect continuation of the song in my opinion, and I'm really glad that they did it because it it's my favorite song off the death second death album. But it, there are so many other cool songs off it. Comet song, bunch of cool stuff. But the third, de- the third Death album has some bangers on it too. Like I ejaculate fire. I know, I know. Crush the industry. That one riff that it has in it. That it's just such a banger. Um, the galaxy. Impeach God is my favorite Death Clock song, and that's on the third Death album. It just has... That that song is cool because it's just like... First of all, it has a sick solo. Um, and also, I love the... What they do with the uh, the guitars. Because they go... They like they have a similar riff and they they do that thing kind of like with with Megadeth with Hangar 18 where they go and they like they keep it on the same string but they kind of take it in a in a certain direction with each phrasing. It's a certain thing. Again, you kind of have to listen to it, but it it's like playing different chords like or something like that, but going like, like you have to listen to it again, and I'm, no, I'm, I'm not doing it very much justice, but yeah, and then the first Death album has some some amazing songs on it too mermaider it classics honestly mermaider go into the water Th- that song seeing it live go into the water gave me such a, a higher appreciation for what that song is cuz it's just a bunch of awesome chords just played in the right way you know it's just and just so great. And then that main riff is so heavy. You can't beat it. You just can't. It's so great. It's so awesome. Awaken. Dude, that song. That. That. Monster. Crackish. Monster. Crackish. Bam, bam, it's so great. It's just so great. I'm geeking out. You can hear it. Blood trocuted. I love that 
in in the in the in the TV series how they came up with that name where the guy like gets stabbed by some electrical light fixture and then like the wiring from that goes into his blood that has just spilled out and he gets electrocuted through his blood and Nathan's just like new song title blood executed <laughs> it's so great um fan song that just opens up with some of the fu- the funniest line ever you people out there give us something more than just record sales you give us something to hate and we hate you you brainless mutants <laughs> I love it. The whole song is basically just telling the fans to go F themselves. And it's so so great. And then the uh, underrated song, in my opinion, off of that, uh, Better Metal Snake and The Lost Vikings. The Lost Vikings is rad. It just has that kind of just chunking forward thing. That dun-da-da-dun-da-da-dun-da-da-dun-da-da-dun. And then that just really cool octave thing. That Wait, how's it go again? It's like, uh, I'm just going to listen to it real quick. Like, who cares? If if they get me for this, I don't care. This. That. That's just such a cool octave thing. And then with the phaser over it, man, that was great. I don't know if Spotify is going to like copyright strike me for that but like if they do screw you i don't care anyway um and then of course it has thunder horse on it i mean jeez thunder horse is such a i mean technically it's an instrumental but he's going thunder horse we ride like throughout it so it's not really an instrumental but like it kind of is because there's like no real lyrics and it's briefcase full of guts, birthday, death day, hatred copter. Hatred copter is underrated in my opinion. Like, it's like, it's a driving song. Like, if you want to listen to a banger, listen to hatred copter. Like, it's basically about a helicopter assassin. Like, I love it. I love how all of these songs are basically just like, they're not like really giving a message. They're just kind of like, stereotypical death metal songs where they're just kind of like talking about like like people dying in horrific ways and weird stuff like i don't know it's it's funny to me um castra castracon castrate shit con i gotta learn how to read this castreticon Cat, this is funny. Okay, Castratikron, Castratikron, or something. I don't know. That one's cool. And uh, also, there's one. Well, there's Face Fisted, which is fun. And then there's one called Death Harmonic, which is pretty rad. And then there's uh, there's bonus tracks too, if you know where to look. There's the Death Theme. Which, I mean, everyone knows that. You know. And there's Blood Ocean. Uh, Hatredy. And this one called Murder Train a-coming. Which is basically... Um, I guess it's from that 
part where they're like learning that episode where they're learning the blues. You gotta learn the blues and stuff. And so it's pretty rad. I mean, the first Death album is like amazing, but I kind of feel like the the second and the third one. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a little biased as an engineer, and the second one and the third one are better produced. Maybe I don't know. It, he had access to a better studio at that time. I don't know what he did for the first one. All I know is that the the lead, um, the lead stuff was done in his apartment with uh this like little tone box that had metallica tone on it which i find awesome <laughs> it's just funny to me because i do stuff like that i i used to do stuff because i have my little line six spider four or whatever and i used that to record the uh two minutes hate and ep and the this is war single from my band turbulence Check us out on all major music streaming platforms. But yeah, I I, I feel like uh, I gotta kind of give the second and third Death album some credit just because they they're just so well produced and sounding. They just sound great. Um, Laser Cannon Death Sentence. I really wish that they'd do that live, but apparently it's like. A really hard song to do especially for the for whoever's singing which is Brandon but because you got to sing and play that at the same time and it's like uh, man it's like it's like crazy stuff it's great though I love it it's such a fantastic song um, I really wish that they do mermaid or two live just because Man, that would be so great. It needs to be done live at some point, so... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, Death Clock is... I'm gonna say this. Death Clock is my fifth favorite band of all time. I know that a lot of people are gonna be like, Death Clock, really, bro? Yes, shut up, okay? <laughs> shut up. I love Death Clock. It's such an awesome band. Like, it's such an awesome... They just put out good stuff. They put out really good music in the time that they had. And it's just such a cool concept. And I also love the fact that all the music was basically written by one guy. Like, because... I mean, I, I love stuff like that because I do that, like, all the time. Like, basically all of the music I write is just me. Because I... I don't really work with anyone because it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, not a lot of people who I can work with very well in the sense of, like, either that, that we don't have the same vision, you know? Um, so I like it when I hear someone like, oh, you did this all yourself. That's awesome. That's what I do. That's why I like bands like Death Clock and Boston. Like, Boston. You know the story of Boston? Like, because basically, the the guitarist, Tom Schultz, wrote all of the songs in his, uh, in his basement and recorded them on his little, like, 8-track, I think. And then he, uh, 
and then he basically just, um, like, was doing that in the space of, like, five years while he was getting his degree at MIT or something like that. And, like, that's awesome. <laughs> and then when he got a band together, he worked with, like, a studio guy who I have had the pleasure to talk to um, and pick his brain about some of this stuff. Uh, he uh, kind of just... They recorded it a little under, like, kind of on the down low in his basement, took the tracks in, mixed them in a studio, and then he, uh, and then they took it to the, to the record label, played the first three songs, uh, uh, More Than a Feeling, Peace of Mind, and Foreplay slash Long Time, and it got a standing ovation. They put the record out, and it went platinum in two weeks. Like, that's that's incredible. That that doesn't just happen. That never happens in the history of ever. But, like, it happened with him. And, like, yeah, stuff like that may happen, like, nowadays. But that's because the internet. But back then, we're talking, like, the like 70s, 80s. Like, that just that didn't happen, ever. So, nice little soft spot in there for the, for the, uh, for the people who, who, uh, had to rely on themselves for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, and that's why I like Deathcock. And, you know, I am going to say this too, and this is going to piss people off. And I have been told by some people that I am literally a disgrace for thinking this. But I'm going to say it. I prefer Death Clock over Death. I said it. I said it. I do. I just do. Death, no, don't get me wrong. Death is amazing. Do not get me wrong. I love Death. However, if given the choice between the two, I pick Death Clock. Because, and I have, re I have a reason, okay, man? I have a reason. Because I think that death and death clock come from two separate kinds of of death metal you have death which is more of like a excuse me more of like a i don't know exactly they're kind of like they started out just hardcore death metal and then went into kind of like a more kind of technical death metal and then you have death clock which is basically kind of like a almost symphonic, melodic death metal, which I really enjoy. I love, there's, they almost have that symphonic bit to it because the, the guy, Brendan Small, he has that, that's just how he writes songs. And it's really, really cool, especially like, I don't know if you guys listen to the Doomstar Requiem, which is awesome, but he wrote the entire album. There are symphonic pieces on there, which are fantastic. Like the intro, the opening number is pretty much all symphony. And he wrote it, and I'm just like, what the hell, man? You write death metal. How the hell did you do this? And then, like, he goes and he writes two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute-long guitar solos dual guitar solos like the duel 
which is amazing. And he also writes stuff like, <laughs> there's that one song, um, Partying Around the World. <laughs> That's the funniest song, man. I love they're all just like, yeah, okay, we lost our rhythm guitarist and he's stolen. He's probably going to die. We don't know where he's going, but hey, we got to keep partying. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And uh, and just cool stuff, man. You know, I just... And Chuck Schuldiner was amazing. And he was a fantastic co composer. But I just... I prefer Death Clock. Don't judge. I mean, you're going to judge me. I don't care, though. You can judge me. Just keep it to yourself. Or you can send me an angry DM talking about, you freaking disgrace to everything... Like, how dare you like Death Clock more than Death, bro? And I'm just going to say, I don't care about your opinion on that. You can like it, and that's fine. I like both bands. I just prefer Death Clock for my own personal reasons. So, shove it. Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is Death Clock is fantastic, utterly fantastic, and you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't listen to them. Or watch the TV series Metalocalypse. They had them, like, for free on the internet for a little bit, and then, like, they just stopped doing that. And that kind of pisses me off a little bit because I really just... I loved watching them free because I, I watched it... When I found out that they were on there for free, I just, like, watched the entire series in, like, two weeks. <laughs> I don't even think it was two weeks. I think it was one week. <laughs> I just binge-watched the whole thing, and I was like, yeah! Awesome! Oh, man. Yeah, so... That was great. I almost... I, I was invited to a, uh, to a Trump rally today from a friend of mine. Um... I declined simply because I'm coming down with a little bit of a cold. Well, not really coming down. I'm kind of kicking it to the curb. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, dude, you might have COVID. I had a COVID test yesterday. Came back negative. I am all good. But, you know, I don't know. Because I live by Newport Beach. I live in Long Beach. And so I live by Huntington Beach and Newport Beach, which is like, like so red compared to like, Los Angeles it's they're like polar opposites and you know I man I am not okay I'm not a Democrat I'm not a Republican I lean a little bit more to the right if I'm being honest but I consider myself more of a conservative libertarian but dude so uh, okay this is kind of interesting I met someone the last time I went to a, like quote-unquote rally um there was this guy that i met who was like a very hardcore trump guy and i had nothing against people who are hardcore trump that's your own thing do what you do believe what you want to believe he's not really my guy i i'm fine with some of the things that he believes but like he's not someone who i would want i i personally support I don't support Biden either, by the way, just so you know. So don't come at me like, oh, you freaking commie. And don't come at me like, oh, you freaking Nazi. I get them both. Shut up. Anyway, so I met this guy, 
And he was violently right. Like, he was basically... Okay, so you know the Antifa and the, the freaking Black Lives Matter freaks? I'm not talking about the, 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 the Black Lives Matter people who are who are down and chill. Like, I know people who are down with Black Lives Matter, and I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people who will, like, go up, go around and, and talk about, like, how all white people are just born evil and stuff. Like, I'm talking about, like, the, and, and by the way, before, before you start saying, oh, those people don't exist, I've, I've, they exist. I've seen them a lot. Anyway, um, so this guy was basically that except on the right. And so it was kind of interesting because when I'm seeing this uh, this guy and I'm seeing him say things like um, like he's he seems like a nice guy, but he was like had his megaphone and he was yelling stuff like, "Hell yeah, we're making Newport Beach MAGA country!" And, and I'm just like, "Jeez, dude, shut up." Keep it down. I don't want to... No. <laughs> and then, like, I see some of the other stuff he posts, and he's just, like, talking about, like, like politics and dating. If you're dating someone, make sure she's not a leftist, because that means that you are not, are not an alpha male, and she is controlling you, and, um, and that's not how it is. Men should c control the women. I, I, mean, I don't know. It was just so, like, I was like, whoa, dude. Holy crap. That's, like, not cool. Um, and so, but it was kind of interesting because when I saw him, I thought to my, I, I thought about it, and I thought to myself, oh, so that's what, Everyone on the left sees me as. Because when you have people like that who are radical and making these big statements and making a lot of noise, they tend to be the ones who make the most noise. And so they get the most recognition. And then the people on the opposing side, in this case the left, take a look at them and they're like, oh, that is the right that's the radical right. And then they start seeing like everyone on the right that way. And it's the same thing with people like Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the feminists. Because, and, and again, I'm talking about the more radical types. Like the, the people, the Antifa people who will beat people up and the, the Black Lives Matter people who will claim all white people are racist and the feminists who will start going around about believe the women believe <laughs> i just remember bill burr in his bit where he's like are you everyone's being all quiet now are you afraid to believe <laughs> it's great but like those people are the people who make some of the most noise and so they get the most recognition and so people like me back in high school i would see those people and i would generalize I'd see people on the left and I'd think, oh, they, that's what they're all about. That's what the left is all about. When in reality, I know so many people who are on the left who are like, no, dude, what the hell are they talking about? Like, we agree on certain things, yes, but like, that's taken a little bit too far. And so, 
it 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 was kind of an interesting thing seeing this guy um and i was talking about him to a, a buddy of mine and i was like that guy kind of pisses me off man like i hate him well i don't hate him i i do not hate him i dislike him for the same reason that i dislike radical leftists um because he's not helping he's not helping the problem he's throwing fuel onto the fire and that's not what we need we need to have compromise and come together like there are certain things we might not be able to compromise on and that is fine because there are certain issues that are not a okay fine i'll give you that you know there are a lot of things that are yeah they are just what they are however we need to come together as a nation and just be like okay let's just take a chill pill and just figure this out because we can't live divided like we are now my dad showed me this um this video where he's talk where it shows um uh basically uh it shows these um basically it shows all of the um the people in the in the senate and how they voted and who they voted with and who their affiliation with and it shows them from like throughout the decades and so like back in like the 1960s or something or the 19 like 70s like people they were like there was red with the blues and there was blues with the red and they and they were like connected and they were like together they were voting by like very bipartisan and then as the decades go on there start to be less and less of them on each side until nowadays like you'd be lucky to have one person on each side because it's just become so partisan like no one's compromising no one's saying you know what maybe i maybe they might be right on this and you know some people are saying you know maybe they might be right on this but they're not say but they're not acting on that they're simply it's like when you have when you're in an argument with someone and you know they're right about one thing but you're not willing to give them that because that would imply that they might just be right about something and you can't have that because you have to be right about everything when you're not it just pisses me off it really does and i I have conversations like when i voted even like i i when i i get shit from people for not voting along any line like i voted okay i'll just tell you i voted for joe jorgensen because i believe that we need a third party to one day take up the mantle of president president i'm I know how to t- I know how to talk, believe me. <laughs> um but and I didn't expect her to win, of course. But the more support a third party candidate gets in the in the uh popular vote, the more likely that a third party candidate will win at some point in the future. 
And so that's, that's my mentality. And when I said that, someone who I know, who is a family member actually, kind of gave me a little bit of shit for it. Because he said that, man, Trump is the way to go, man. And I was like, I, I, I just don't want to. I prefer, I think that we need a third party candidate to one day win. And I don't think Trump is the best way to unite the people. I think that we need someone, because I, I think the Libertarian Party is actually a very, it's it's one of the better ways to, to compromise because they have very, um, they have a lot of policies that kind of intertwine from both sides. And so it's, um, I think it's one of the better ways to go as far as bringing more unity to the United States. But he was giving me a little bit of shit for it because like, I mean, we're still cool. Like I have no, no nothing against him, but I mean, you, you get you get a lot of flack from people nowadays for not picking a side. And uh, I don't think that's good at all. I think that we need to be more bipartisan. We can't just be the left and the right. We have to be left, right, center, middle field, outfield, I don't know, something. <laughs> we need We need more avenues to go than just two two you know we need more avenues than just the two that we have we need to be able to say you know what maybe these two aren't the way to go let's go a different way yeah but people don't want to do that they want to pick a side they want to have the left and the right even though for the past I don't even know how long it's been, but ever since the two parties, man, I don't know. It's just, it's just polarization to the extreme. And I, I see a, a possible, like, I know friends of mine who straight up are like, oh yeah, dude, there's going to be a civil war one day, one day. There's going to be a civil war. And I'm like, I could freaking see it. <laughs> I hate it. It makes me piss. It's pissing me off. Yeah, I just, I, I wish that we could just freaking just give each other the benefit of the doubt that we're, because the main problem is that both sides, they just, they demonize the other side. And you know why they do that, right? Because if you demonize the other side, you don't have to talk to them. They're just wrong. That's why the default in in calling out a political candidate is, he's a Nazi. He's like Hitler. He's that. Because Hitler is the bad guy in human history. If you are as bad as Hitler, there is no conversation. If you are a Nazi, there is no talking. There's just, you're evil. And that's why I hate that. Like, whenever someone says he's a Nazi, he's Hitler, he's this or that, I immediately discredit whatever they're saying. Because I'm like, you don't want to talk. You want to demonize. I don't respect that. 
you know? I, 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 I respect people who can criticize their own party. That's the thing. Like, that's why, um, and I was talking about this with, um, with uh, Jake that one time uh, on the second podcast. I, we were talking about Tulsi Gabbard. She was criticized by California's Lord and Savior Senator Kamala Harris. Freaking hate her. I don't hate her. I just dislike her a lot. But she was criticized by Kamala because, at a quote, basically, not quote word for word, but basically, you were on Fox News a lot criticizing the Dem Obama's presidency and the Democratic Party at the time. And I was like, so? Like, so what? If you if you were seriously going to sit there and tell me that there was nothing wrong with the Democratic Party at that time, screw you. My policy on that is if you cannot debate your own your if you cannot criticize your own party, you do not deserve to be in the negotiation room. Hmm? You know, you get what I'm saying? If you can't find the things wrong with your own side, you just have no business being in a position of bringing us together. Because that I know that's not what you're going to try to do. You just aren't. It's idiotic. But that's why I like people like Bill Bill Burr, no, not Bill Burr. Bill Maher from the Bill Maher Bill Maher show, whatever his show is called. I like him. And we disagree on so much. He's an atheist. I'm a Christian. He is more he's he's more often than not a democrat. I'm more often than not more conservative. However, he will criticize his own party a lot. And I love that about him because he has shown that he is, he's not blind to whenever his, his party makes like a dumb decision. Like so many times I'll see him on a show. He'll be like, Democrats, what are we doing? <laughs> There's an entire video on YouTube. It's called like, like th all the times Bill Maher went conservative. And I'm just like, this is great. Cause he, he'll criticize his own party for the stupid stuff that they pull. And I love that. And and he'll he'll have people of opposing viewpoints on his show. He'll have uh, he'll have uh, Ben Shapiro, Milo Yiannopoulos, Jordan Peterson, like all these people who disagree with him on certain things. However, at the same time, he'll be like, "Okay, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you about this stuff. I, I I want to." And he even I remember when he had Ben Shapiro on his show, and he said. You know, I got to say this about conservatives. They got a lot more guts than people on the left because people on the left don't go on conservative talk shows because you know the whole audience isn't with you. And he was like, yeah, I, I kind of get that. And I'm just like, it's true. I don't often see people, at least prominent figures on the left, going on conservative or Republican talk shows or anything like that, mostly because there aren't many, but also because... Like, they don't want to talk. Like, conservatives, usually, this is why I'm, I usually side more conservatives, because I find that a lot more conservatives want to have dialogue. They're, they're more for the free speech. But that's kind of the culture. And then I even mentioned that a lot of times they don't want free speech. They just want 
to to own the side so i'm not gonna i'm not blind to that i think it's a problem i used to be kind of that used to be my mentality until i grew up to anyone who is watching this who's a republican or conservative it's a big problem amongst our side it really is because i have talked with many people who are now deterred from talking to to people on the right because they have they're like they don't want to talk they just want to own me you know like massive ownage wrecked whatever they don't want to do that and that's not what i want i want to actually talk i want to have a conversation and a dialogue usually what i find is that and i think i heard this from someone else i think it's very very right if you are if you're gonna have a good conversation you talk about solutions if you aren't gonna have a good conversation you talk about the problems and that's that's what I find happens a lot that's how I can usually sniff out when something's gonna go bad because usually people start talking only about the issues and not about the solutions and that's kind of interesting because a lot of times I just talk about like I usually have good conversations with people of opposing viewpoints because usually we just end up finding out where we agree on stuff and I'm just like oh we're not so different you know <sighs> I hate everything about nowadays politically it makes me mad it pisses me off. it's pissing me off <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears you know yeah so yeah I, I I wish that we could I just wish we could come together at the end of the day we need to talk we need to come up with new ideas like or figure out the right ones I don't know it, it's we're not doing anything productive by just being like oh this side sucks or oh this side is garbage they're evil they're Nazis they're fascists they're they're commies they're bunch of socialist bastards or whatever that doesn't help it really doesn't it like i've honestly i and I'll, I'll say this i disagree with bernie sanders bernie sanders <laughs> i swear i can talk i disagree with bernie sanders on a lot of things i would love to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the man because i want to know why he thinks the way he does and how he thinks and abc where we agree like get away from all the all the news and the rallies on all that bullshit like just get down to it you know like I, I i think i saw a thing where he was on the joe rogan podcast and he was pretty chill like he was talking with joe rogan and he was away from like the the crowd where he's trying to hype him up and be all like we're gonna give the free college and the free health care and the free and more jobs for the minorities and all that and all that kind of stuff but he was getting down and he was like all right so this is what i'm thinking this is how i and i was like okay i can talk with this guy i think maybe i didn't watch the full thing but i watched a little bit of it and i was like okay i think i might be able to i might be able to get this bernie that i'm looking at right now I disagree with him on just about everything, and I sure as hell don't want him to be president, but I feel like I can have a conversation with this guy, not the guy who's up on the podium, with this guy right here. 
it's surprising what you start to think of people when you get them away from from a big crowd of like a rally or something like that yeah so it is what it is i think tulsi gabbard was also on uh on uh the joe rogan podcast and i saw a video where some some chick from like i don't know the new york times or or something like that was on the joe rogan experience and like she started trying to go after tulsi and she like knew nothing about why she want she hated tulsi she just like was like oh because i think she said this stuff i guess i don't know like look it up it's there and joe just like wiped the floor with her <laughs> it was fantastic i love it at the end of the day like the people in the news are the biggest enemies to the people in my opinion you know they're going to hype everything up to the maximum extent and uh, make it out to be much bigger than it really is, which is one of the reasons why I think uh, I think so many of the more radical ideas are brought to the surface on the news is because they want they want the ratings. They want to say, oh, look at this person saying this. And most likely it's just like an offhand comment. Like doesn't even mean anything. I don't know. It's at the end of the day just remember that the news is not what it should be. You can't trust it. You can't trust any of them. I'm talking about all of them. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, none of them. <sighs> Pisses me off. Anyway. Uh I think so what I've seen so far is um, that they're still going uh, to try to, I mean, Trump's still going after uh, trying to get the, uh, see if there was any foul play. People actually care about my opinion on that, then I will say it doesn't, I, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it doesn't look like there is foul play but it kind of is a little suspicious a few aspects of it i'm not like like i I've just kind of said like hey i didn't i didn't want biden to be president but if he is president then i'll accept him as such like i don't want to be that person who was like oh like yeah, trump won this is what we wanted like four years ago when everyone freaked out when trump got elected like I don't want to be that the person that I was laughing at. So, if Biden is truly the winner, then I will accept him as such. But if Trump is the winner, I expect the same from you. Yeah. Is so. Oh man, this has just been a crazy time, and I'm honestly like I'm taking a break from talking about politics with people just because like I'll talk about it and think about it on my own time but when I talk to people about it it just becomes so exhausting you know what I'm saying it's just <clears throat> I want to poke my eyes out but you know it is what it is and uh yeah I, I take these breaks all the time so I'll probably take a break for a few months and then uh get right back into it but um yeah, I do like having certain conversations. I guess I I stem away from more like I try to stay away from them. 
at some point because it's just not healthy at the end of the day thinking about this stuff all the time it isn't healthy you're going to rip your 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 eyes out and you're going to wish you got your face stomped in you're gonna want <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah I'm, I'm hoping to have um like i mentioned last week that um i was hoping to have my buddy eli on uh and we could uh, talk some like conspiracy theories and stuff like that because he's really into that kind of stuff. But um, I think we're going to have to do that uh, next week, uh, which is fine by me. I uh, c- just because uh, this week when I'm, I'm uploading this right now, I unfortunately, uh, like I said, I coming down with a little cold, and uh, I don't really want to. Uh, I'm just kind of taking a little bit of a weekend off from going around and seeing people because you know you just got to be careful. But I'm happy I don't have COVID because that would have been a bummer. Anyway, I think that will wrap it up for this time. I am very happy if any of you listen to this because that means you guys are nice people who actually care about stuff that I have to say. And that's like, uh, I don't know. That's cool. I'm very glad. So tune in next week because I think I'm going to have my buddy Eli. We're going to talk some conspiracy theories maybe. We'll see what happens. It really could be anything. He's a bit of a wild card. I like that about him. Anyway, I shall see y'all later. Listen to Metalocalypse. Don't trust the media and have a super dank, dank week of, yeah. Oh yeah, yesterday, last night was Friday the 13th and I watched uh, Friday the 13th movie for the first time. I know you're all gonna hate me for that, but whatever, I don't care. I, I never got around to it. Anyway, I'll see y'all later. Have a great one. Peace. Thank you.